Ivan, how you doing? I not too bad. Keep him well. Keep him well. Well, let, f- thanks. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, giving up your time. Obviously, you're really busy. Uh, you were saying you're obviously running your your local club just now. Aye, as I say, uh, a wee bit different these days than than the playing. Although I still, I've retired about four years ago, but I still seem to end up standing on the bench there now and and, and coming on as a as a sub as an unpack. So I'm still doing that at Port. The management side of it, minute, and uh, it's my local club that I'm that I'm managing at the minute, and with ambitions to, to make the Premiership over here. So no, listen, cut my teeth in the management game at the minute, and it's a good learning curve for me. Uh, and because it's my local side and 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 a, and a village club that means a lot to me, I put a lot of effort and hard work into it. So now that's taking up a lot of my time now, than and and the playing on the Saturday. But as I said, I'm not not I, I was. Somebody says to me, have you not got the nails put in the boot yet? And they're, maybe this is the last season for them. <laughs> Perfect. So we'll just get straight into it. Obviously, signing for Hibs was your first full-time club. Do you remember how the move came about? Who contacted you? Were you surprised? Well, listen, I was an engineer at the time. And I was okay, uh, you know, doing all my, my courses and that and, and very much set. And, and, and I suppose just a... I trade back home where everybody's semi-pros and uh, I was in the middle of a transfer between uh, Oma Town the Institute and I went to Institute and I was then and I was kind of stepping up the ladders then I was going to go and play in the League Ireland which was going to put me full time with Derry City uh, and listen just out of the blue I was going to sign for Derry on a Friday night an agent rung, rung me and I actually thought it was somebody pranking me and said listen Hubs are looking you over they've seen a few DVDs of yourself uh, they're looking for somebody plays by and but you still think at the ages of 22 you maybe missed the boat. So uh, no, listen, uh, I found out that there wasn't a prank call, and uh, details come through of a flight on the Sunday out of Belfast, and flew over. Mark Venus lifted me at the airport, uh, put me in the hotel. I think it was the Carrington Hotel up uh, just over the bridge. Yep. Uh, and I remember getting left. I was like Crocodile Day, Dundee landing in Edinburgh. <laughs> As I said, I was just a, a homebird boy. Uh, I went across and Hubs and I, again, everybody knew about their young, great, exciting team they had at that time. And I went down and had a great week's training. Uh, and David Murphy was, you know, one of the best left backs that, you know, with Hubs have had in recent times. And uh, he his, his job that week, I think, was to mark me. And I... <laughs> I ended up getting by him more than once anyway, so I think that's what caught the eye that I was able to go by Murph. And no, listen, the rest is history. It's uh, it was a bit of a fairy tale, but once I got the opportunity, and I always felt aggrieved that I never got the chance when I was younger, so I wasn't going to let it slip me by. And you know, I have to credit the way Hubs dealt with me and were patient with me. And at the start, you wanted to come in and play straight away, but Tony Mowbray had told me it was going to be almost a project for him. and um, I think that project worked out for him, Hubs and me. Uh, just kind of, what, what was it like moving to, to Scotland and, you know, going away from home? You said you were um, a bit of a homebound. So what, what was that like, making the move across? Uh, to be honest, it, it was it was hard at the start. And my fiance at the time, we just engaged back home. And it wasn't really till she moved across that I, I kind of settled down a wee bit. 
as I said, listen, I, I was living at home with my mum my, my and that and, and my brothers and you're just used to, I suppose, coming home every day from your work and going out to play your football at night. And it's a completely different culture. And I come from the sticks over here. Uh, we call it the sticks because it's just, you know, it's, it's countryside and you're landing in Edinburgh. It's just a big, massive city. And, I, and whenever I say that in the Crocodile London, it literally was because I can still remember when I got my, my, my first flat was the flats across the road from the stadium. Uh, and, I, and I shared a flat with Amadou Conte at the start. And Amadou was from Mali, didn't speak a word of English. <laughs> you are probably struggling to understand me in this now, so you can imagine somebody from Mali, somebody from Northern Ireland. And it was comedy at the start, uh, but it was difficult. But I knew how lucky I was to get that opportunity. Uh, and I knew I had to, as much as work hard at the football aspect of it, I needed to give myself a chance and, you know, try and, I suppose, get used to the different way of living and not having my, my, my brothers, my family, my friends around me. Because basically what becomes your family then is Joyce and Tam McCourt, the kit man, the kit woman, the players at Hibs and the fans. And that's why I think I had such an attachment with, with Hibs is because the, the people in the Edinburgh almost became my family. Uh, I'm not saying like my brothers and sisters, but when you went to the shops or... When you get into the, you know, at the start, I suppose it was you were a you were a squad player. But once you're you're you, you quite you understand then that everybody in Edinburgh knows you once you become a player, uh, and that was a good thing for me because people really did. I think the fans embraced me a lot because I think they seen where I came from, the working background, and I think that always stuck to me for some reason. Uh, but it was definitely difficult. But no, Hubs made it easy, and and certainly my my fiance following me over once she got there. As I said, I just knuckled myself down and I, and I worked ever so hard. Uh, but certainly, it's, for kids that probably go through the academy, they're used to being away from home. But for somebody that comes from semi-pro football, it was a wee bit more difficult. So that took me a bit of adjusting, but no, I got there in the end. And obviously for most Hibs fans, um, the, the Ivan Sproul moments, obviously that game at Ibrox. When the gaffer calls you over and goes, all right, Ivan, you're going on. It's nil-nil. What's actually going through your head? What's your aim going on to the pitch at that moment? Because surely you kind of think, I'm going to get a hat-trick here and become a Hibs legend in this moment. Well, we'll probably give you the, the, I'll probably give you a bit of a scoop on this, but the week before that, I was in a night out in Edinburgh. And uh, again, when you're back home here, nobody really pays much attention to you. And uh you're relatively left alone, but the hat trick never really ha was, you know, it may, may never have happened. And not a lot of people from Hubs knows us. I was in a night out with all the Hubs lads the week before, and we were up, I think it was one of the main streets in India nightclub. And you know yourself, the boys are all uh, recognized, whatever. But one of my teammates at the time, Boozy, me and him get under a bit of a fracas in the night out. So I ended up putting a nut on him, <laughs> caught him up in the air, <laughs> caught him up in the air. And I realised quite quickly, the whole nightclub was looking at me. What have you done? But back home where I'm from, that happens every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went in the training on the Monday morning and Boozy lands in and Boozy's got a big patch across his nose. And Tony Mowbray called him down. But anyway, Tony Mowbray, Boozy was the captain at the time. Margus called us in, what's going on here? So listen to me, we earned out our differences. I said, listen, well, just tell me, I'll go back home. Uh, he's a captain, I'm really a French player. 
go. I probably wasn't as much featuring the team, probably a bit frustrated. But as I said at the start of the interview, Tony Mowbray always says to me, I believe in you, you're a project that's going to happen for you. So Linfield put, a, I think, a bid in, and I was, that was nearly done that week. So I was going back to Linfield, and Tony Mowbray called me one morning very early. He said, listen, can you come into the stadium to meet me? And he sat me up on Easter Road, and he's, this is where Margo was brilliant. He says, take a look around you. He says, you've been here now, and you've worked so hard for your chance, and you're going to throw it away for basically one nut. Yes. So he said, I believe you still can do this. I believe that if you just settle yourself down. He never took the fire he said out of him. He said, listen, things happen. And he, he, he treated, treated me as much as a footballer, more as a, he almost was a father figure it is. Uh, and, and, he, and he says to me, listen, let's just get this sort of a boozy. And, you know, we'll take it from there. We'll, we'll, we'll cancel the thing. We'll unfield. So that was, I think, the Thursday. I trained the Thursday trained the Friday and he says to me listen I'm putting you back in the squad for Rangers you've trained well on Friday lo and behold I come walking off the pitch at Ibrox with a hat trick ball and he says to me now you're definitely not going home now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a bit of a crazy story and as I said I knew when I was coming off that that pitch that day I know I'd scored against Celtic at Parkhead before that but I knew I was going to change and I always believed in my own ability and I think probably the whole roller coaster that week emotionally, I took it out in the pits that Saturday. And actually, in that photo, if you look back at some of the this was mm-hmm. iconic images, Fuji's hurling me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a clinker of a story. And me and him's great friends now. And it's just one of those things in football. And after that hat trick, I got my first call up with Northern Ireland. Come on against England. We beat England 1 0 at Windsor. Arming up against you know Beckham, Rooney, Gerrard. I've never played from a country before. I'm now standing getting my first cap against England. I beat them 1-0. I've come on for David Healy. And then I come back. That I flew back from international duty. I come on against Dundee United. Same thing again. I think the game was one all. And Marga looks at the bench again. I was raging because it wasn't starting. <laughs> but he says to me, he looks over to the bench, up I come, the whole Easter Road erupts, as they, you know, as they done for me at that time. Yeah. And I come on and scored again. I cut on my left foot, smashed it into the net. We won again. And the rest is history from that, as I said. Uh, I, I'd probably, I'd, I sometimes get a bit frustrated about the you know, and so many other goals against Rangers, but they'll always pick out and listen. It was a special day. Let's, let's face it. But, uh, no, it's just the story behind it and what it catapulted me on into for the rest of my career was, you could probably say the rest of my career, Hubs, Bristol City, it was made out of that hat trick. Obviously, you, t- you touched on it there. You, you, you tended to do well against Rangers and Celtic and obviously, you've made it aware that you grew up a Rangers fan. That was the team you followed as when you were younger. Do you think, with obviously playing at Ibrox and playing at Celtic Park, you maybe had it and against them at Easter Road, you had a good record as well. Like, Do you think that gave you that added bonus as well? Or do you think maybe playing the more attacking teams meant you could use your pace more and behind them? I think we did. We set up in a certain way. You know, the, the, the bigger teams, the Celtic, the Rangers, come out and attack us. But at that time, if you look at the players we had, we had a lot of pace and power, youth, energy, uh for me, you just wanted to prove yourself against the best players. And I, I had no... And I wasn't being arrogant. 
I wouldn't say I disrespected them, but I believed in what we had at that Easter Road changing room. And it never fazed me going to Ibrox and Parquet. I just thought, well, you know, it's no different. And that's just the way I am as a person. And I used to thrive on it. I used to love, I remember going there to Ibrox in the Scottish Cup and me and Big Gaz played up front. We beat them 3-1. And the back end of the Rangers was And I can head leaf. I got myself a skin head the week before. And I was like a convict. <laughs> and, I can, and I can remember, I can remember the last day, big guys putting it through, and I went through and smashed it. Gaz, I think I crossed on for Gaz for the header for the first one. And memories like that are priceless, you know what I mean? And, you know, the, the, the elation of the Hubs fans, and that's memories that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. And I think probably the way that Hubs team was geared at that time, we had respect for the old firm. But we had obviously a lot of respect for ourselves and what we could do against them. And I think at that in that era, uh, as you rightly mentioned, you know, there was goals at Parkhead, there was goals, you know, at Ibrox and whatever. And and, and we used to not just myself, the other lads so was that come in the Tony Mowbray era where he probably had a he created us under almost a, a fearless young side. Obviously, the, the CIS Cup final in 2007 was a, was a special day. Just just what was it like to be involved and, and play a big part in that? Well, listen, as a as a young boy growing up, you know, before that, the, to, to play for Hubs once was an absolute dream for me. Get that straight. To play for Hubs once was a dream for me. But you get to do it a wee bit more and a wee bit more, and then you become what, you know, the fans recognise you. You've done well for them, but to legacy you've done something, you know that leave something behind, be, be part of a one inside. And, you know, I had played in, obviously, the semi-finals, this, the, the Scottish Cup, you know, previous seasons, and we got close. And, and that year, Tony left and, and John Collins came in, and, and again, we still had Scotty Brown and uh, with Fletcher, with, you know, Zamama, with Rob Jones, with, with a good side. And, and that year in that cup run, that was special. And we got to the final, and, and, I, and I remember us going out to Marbella preparing for it, you know, before that final. And I, I just remember the bus journey in, and I just knew that day we were going to win. I had every single one of my family, everything, and staying with me to go to the final. And it was just, it's just a day you'll never forget the snow. You know, I'm sure you as Hubs fans know the snow and everything. And I can remember standing the pitch crying. I just remember standing because I had lost my dad and I lost my brother from a young boy. And for me to get there and have my own, the rest of my family standing there and, and such a big occasion. And, you know, the Skull Cup was the one before that. And Hubs have waited for so long. And every time you met a fan, and that's in the Scottish Cup was the one we wanted. But just to get your hands in that, that one cup and, you know, the sunshine and leaf still rings in my ears and it's still a song that's played in my house now till now. And listen, the shirts... Me and Mary went on to have a wee stillborn child and, you know, that was probably... I put that into, along with her when I, when, I, when I sent her to heaven, my medal. And you know, that, that showed to me how much it meant to me, that, that final. And there's just so much that is attached with hubs that is attached to all things with me. And that final was was a special day and listen for the Hubs fans to give them that. And as much as you can mention the hat tricks and the you know we had all our great results against Celtic and, and, and even beating hearts, which you know you would do all day every day. But the, the, to have a winners cup medals or a cup winners medal for Hubs 
that that's something that I can be extremely proud of along with the rest of that team. And just as a final question for you, um, of all, obviously you played in a very successful Hibs era. The, like you had some massive names alongside you that Hibs fans love to this day. Who was the best player to play alongside in a Hibs top? Best player I played with Hibs. Yeah. Uh, there was quite a few of them, as you probably know. Uh, listen, I seem to strike a partnership up with Big Gaz up front on our on our first tenure round. Uh, and Gaz got his move there to Locomotive and, and I enjoyed playing with him uh, but there were so many special talents uh, you know you Scott Brown look at what Scott Brown's done for Scottish football and the icon that he is and and speak to uh, Kevin Thompson Ian Murray Gary Caldwell David Murphy every single player basically but probably the one lad that I put the head on, <laughs> Boozy. He was he was an absolute joy to watch. You know, Scotty had Scotty. You would know was always going to go on to greatness and be do what he's done. Scottish uh, Scotland captain, Celtic captain, but just for sheer quality and football ability, just the way you watched him in training and and. Almost like I'm not saying he was Boozy was the same class as Frank Sose, but yeah. them type of players, you think the ball's almost attached to them. The rest is, or somebody like myself, you know, <laughs> you're working hard in your touch. You're you're not you're both in a different gear. You're both for speed. You're both for you know a you know different kind of player. Uh, he was just built for a total footballer, and he was the first time coming out of the Irish league and not even watching the Scottish boys and, and players and the English lads. You knew he was French. You knew he, was, he had that bit of class about him. So probably in my Hubs days, Boozy was probably for me at that time. Whenever he was on his game, he was he just cruised class. He, he was very very good. And obviously, um, you you moved on. You you moved on in the summer after the CIS Cup final and had four successful years down at Bristol City. Um, Coming back to Hibs, obviously, in 2011, obviously the club was in a different place as to when you left. It would very much be a downward spiral since, since the last time you left. Just how different was the club at that point? And obviously you played, you played in, 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 the, in the, your part of the cup final squad in 2012. Just what, what was that experience like the second time round in comparison to the first time and from having the high at Hamden to the to the low. That's people you should never go back. You know, people say you should never go back. And I and I had offers to stay in England and probably financially better offers to stay in England. I went up and met Colin Collwood throughout the summer and I mentioned that the start of the interview again, the hubs basically were like a family for me. Uh and uh, taking a move, moving your family, I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to feel safe. As much as for a, fa- a football aspect, for a family aspect, you know, we, we, we had our, our wee boy Sam and, 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 and I, trusted the, the, I trusted to go back to the club to take care of me as, as a family aspect thing. Uh, I knew at that time, you know, the squad that was there was going through transition. There was a lot of youngsters there. Uh, it was a tough time. In the season I was there, like Colin Caldwell, 
obviously part of the company, you know, quite quickly and you know, since I arrived and, and that didn't help things and the squad itself, you know, we had, you know, we Sparky had come back in Griffiths and we had Gaz. We we had we had talent on the squad and we just hadn't got that consistency. We hadn't got that it was a lot of lone players. We just hadn't that togetherness that I had with the first group of players. Uh, and even till now, you know, Ian Murray was there at that time. But whenever I played with Ian first time round and played with Gav's first time round, it was like a we, we almost, we created that team, that bond over years. And, and, and that was going to take time to create that for any manager. So it was a difficult tenure for me. And, and I went back up there. But listen, thing about this, worked out the way I wanted it because I had to end up after the cup final I ended up leaving to go and loan to Ross County the cup run that we had at that time you know I'll say it now and I'll say it again I felt aggrieved that I didn't start in the final uh, I played every game up until the final Pat he decided he took the decision to drop me he brought in Tom Sowers I believe he sent the side out onto the park that day and I would tell Pat the exact same thing he played uh, Pujabi at left back where Ian Murray was ready to play there. Ian would have died for the club and he, and he dropped myself for Tom Sowers. And I'm not saying if us two had played that would have had a major bearing in the game, but I think we laid down on it that day in the final, you know. And when I come on again, I come on to try and rescue the game. And, and as, as much as anything, I think at that time, it was just a difficult period for me. And I never really trusted Pat after that when he'd done, done that to me in the final. Uh, and 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 that's me being open and honest. So he he again was was one that had his own ideas. I was probably a senior figure. He wanted to put his own stamp on it. I had been at Hibs before and had been Hibs there. And I suppose I had a bit of a not a pull. I hadn't a swing with anybody, but I suppose the fans did appreciate me. And 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 in the change room, I had a bit of a voice. So uh, the best thing for me to do then, whenever you know Pat wasn't picking me or playing me, was I, I had to leave because. What I didn't, and what I, the much, how much respect I had for Hibs, I didn't want to become disruptive in the change room. I didn't want to have to move my two kids out of Edinburgh, take them out of school and take them up to Dingwall to play. Uh, and I went and done that. Uh, and I broke my heart. I remember standing in with Sheila Kinghorn and, and Rod Petrie, crying in the office room. I said, listen, I don't want to do it, but I have to do it for a, for a football reason for myself to go to Ross County. Uh, and you know, Pat wasn't holding on. We're, we're being a breath. And listen, let's get one thing straight. I wasn't in my form at that time. I wasn't doing nothing exceptional either. You know, I'm, I'm big enough man to admit that. You know, Stafford, whenever you're scoring goals galore, whatever. But he wasn't giving me that opportunity. And the cup final was, was a real gut wrencher for me. But I moved on and, and I went away from it. And, and listen, hearts what we he's in the final, whatever. And I remember landing back to my house that time and maroon and white tied outside the gates of the house and whatever. And hey, listen, that's, that's all part of it. And it's all banter. And it was probably one of the most disappointing days I've ever, ever had in football because, you know, I, I, the day that Hubs won it against Rangers, I sat with my Rangers mates crying when my Hubs top on me. And that's how much it meant to me because I wanted to be like Lewis and I wanted those two medals. I wanted the league league winners medal, league cup winners, and I wanted the Scottish Cup. Now I've got a runners up and I've got a but it's you know, it doesn't mean the same to me. Uh, and I'm so glad that I'm not able to do it because I know how special it is to have fans and you know, we only 
no matter where you went, you always heard that that hoodoo about the 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 Scottish Cup and the day they broke it, I listened and a few pains somebody as well, but I did. I, I sat and cried, and I was I was as proud as punch of the club, the players, and everybody. But as I said, the second time round, I moved on, went to Ross County, and another thing, I scored. I, Pat Bellin, I think it was my second game after I moved out of Hubs. We played. We, we, what happens? We play Hubs up at Dingwall, and and I remembered, we Louis was marking me and Paul Hanlon, and and I just I think Ian Vegers put a through ball through, and I've just flipped to the fence, and I think oh yeah, knocking on there. Seen the Hubs fans standing. Rocco Quinn coming to celebrate with me. And I'll not tell you what I said to Rocco. I said, Rocco, I'm not celebrating. <laughs> you know, it near broke my heart. And believe you me, it near broke my heart to put that ball in that. The only time I've scored a goal that I felt uncomfortable was that. Uh, but I did walk down the side, I did walk down the pitch and I took one look over at Pat Fenland and I let him know. <laughs> That's what you could have had. <laughs> Obviously, you said it was difficult to leave Hibs. Um, you know, it couldn't have been easy after you know everything that you'd been through at the club. But did you feel like Ross County was a good move for you? Um, I think you had quite a good spell there as well. What was that like for you? I wasn't accept that. That when I went up there, I think you know we were they were near ball and we we won. I think nine out of ten games, uh, and I think I ended up scoring seven or eight goals come to the end of that season so I ended up being quite prolific up front they started playing me as a striker again and playing up the side by Sammy Morrow and they, they played actually a three up front which suited me uh, and there was you know playing for Hubs and playing for Ross County is com- two completely different things because Hubs is a base when it comes to the the scale of the fans the pressure you're under the you know the scrutiny Ross County probably give me a what would you say a, there was pressure, certainly, but it was more pressure putting me, not from the club. Uh, and I went there and enjoyed it. And again, just like the Hubs fans, the Ross County fans embraced me. And, you know, you, you, quite quickly, because, you, you know, I got off the island skip against uh, And then you, you started to become a wee bit of a cult hero up there. And it was, it was just a good time for me. Uh, and again, it was one Sammy Morrow, an ex-Hubs player, was up there playing. And I got, got friendly with him and got friendly with the rest of the, the you know the, the club and I couldn't thank them enough for what they'd done for me at that time but uh, I stayed there and the season after and ended up walking out in it basically just because family life I just hadn't settled as much as a, as I had settled in Edinburgh and you know I walked out in a contract in Ross County it was nothing to do with the club it was just where my head was at as a as a person I had ten years away as a pro and I really as I said I did enjoy the football at Ross County. We were challenging. We were. We had a very good side, but something was probably lost a wee bit when I left Hubs. And to be away from home and give that kind of commitment, I felt that wasn't there anymore. And I had, I had got my, you know, I had my third child. I didn't have my third child. Janet and her third child. So <laughs> we decided, we decided then to take the boys back home, get them into school, get their education started back home, and. As I said, Dad, me, I, I felt as if I had my international caps. I had my Scottish Cup one at Hibs. I had, you know, had done all the things that I really, really wanted to do in football. And I thought there was no stone left unturned. And I returned to Lanfield, who are the biggest club back home here for three years. I wasn't a pro, but I had two knee operations. And 
And as I said at the start, I'm still trying to go, yep, we, 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 we won me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ivan, f- thanks very much for joining us. Um, you're obviously an absolute Hibs legend. You gave us three some of our favourite memories growing up. Uh, the hat-trick game and the Scottish Cup game at Ibrox were actually my first two away games. So you've left me down a stream of misery after that. But absolute legend. Thanks for joining us. No, well, listen, as I said, lads, uh, you know, to all the Hubs fans out there, a massive, massive part of my uh, club is just going on there at the minute. You know, there is a, you can feel there's a rejuvenous there at the minute. Uh, I know we're getting a bit frustrated because we're not beating the old firm as often as we'd like, but at the same time, I do think that we're building something. I see a lot of good youngsters coming through there. Uh, you know, just this whole COVID situation at the minute, it's a bit difficult for you as supporters that we can't all be pouring back into Easter Road. But, uh, you know, the good days will come again. We, 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 since I left, we've had that Scottish Cup. Who do you offer back? Uh, I can't wait, uh, and I mean this, to, to get back over to Easter Road. And instead of sitting with a Zoom call, I'd like to meet you somewhere, have a pint, and I promise not to put the head in any of the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, as I said, I've embraced the club. Uh, everybody. Um, from the supporter to, to, as I said, the kit woman, Sheila, everybody, they've been absolutely fantastic to me. These are, these are the best club in the world and keep it going. Definitely, mate. Thanks a lot. All right. Good, Good lads.